the real bad tears cast. Enjoy us talking about Friday Thirteenth Part Six: Jason Lives with Tom Matthews and shoot more breeze about different topics. Also, please make sure to check out Tom's upcoming films, Killer Therapy, and also Warpath, which is filmed on hey actual film. Hey Tom, how's it going? It's going good. Hey Hello, Tom, Chris. how you doing? It's a pleasure to have you I'm back. Good man. <laughs> good to be good to be back. Good to be able to become come back. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to have you back. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Um. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, the last podcast we did, I've gotten great feedback from people. Uh, they loved hearing what you were up to and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Thanks. <laughs> when they find out, you know, like you were in like, you know, part six and we're telling me, it's like, oh, you must run a really big podcast. I'm like, huh? I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, glad to have you back. Uh, it was fun last time. Hopefully the call doesn't screw up. <laughs> No, it sounds like it's good. It was fine last time. It was just, uh, right. you know, one of those things. Yep. Just have Seven to busy days. work around it. <laughs> so well, today we got a part six going on. Yeah, I guess we'll do a general intro and we'll do a quick non-spoiler thing for, for them youngins who have never seen the movie, but really should because it's awesome. <laughs> if they haven't, I don't know what to say at that point. Oh my god. I know yeah, it's exactly. it's so weird. I've met people that like they haven't seen it. I'm like, really? I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> Go see it. Huh. Anyways, so yeah, this is the Real Bad News cast and we have returning the awesome Tom Matthews, which you know, in my mind you're like this sort of like trifecta of awesome because you're in two of my favorite horror comedies, Return of the Dead and Friday Part 6. But not only that, not only that, you went on to work on houses and you worked on freaking Ozzy Osbourne's house. That is just so, I, I, so cool. Yeah, I did. He was cool. He's a cool guy. And not, not, not only that too, the fact that Alice Cooper was also involved with uh, Part 6, you know, so it's like, damn, he man. Was, you know what? I I never met him though. I never saw him on the set. I never had any dealings with him. I know CJ uh, did a, done, has done a couple of things with him, but I, I haven't had the opportunity to see him. I think you know what? I think he might be in one. I'm doing a convention in Tampa, Florida. I think he might be at that one. Uh, if I'm if uh, if I'm correct, so you, our, our paths will definitely. Uh, you got to get a photo uh, with him. Yeah, he's a cool. I, I just love him. He's amazing. Amazing yeah. talent. Same here. Yeah, I, I listen to his music often. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you 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 got to grab Alice Cooper. I mean, you just can't like not go without meeting a legend like that. Right. I agree with you. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. A talent. You know? I know. He, he's an unbelievable I mean, all... musician, a hell of a golfer, and a hell of a nice guy. Yeah. Didn't didn't know he golf. That's how much little I know about him. But. Uh... <laughs> I mean, out here in Arizona, he's pretty heavy into golfing. He loves doing that. He loves for Special Olympics. Well, you you know why? Because the air is dry up there. There's not a lot of humidity, so the ball just fucking travels a mile. <laughs> you feel like a you feel like a dog. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> uh, I never heard that before. That's funny. It's true. <laughs> you know, with, with all the fan films that are going on right now, we we should just get um. Friday the 13th um, and get you and Alice Cooper and have you guys play golf. 
know, in, in hockey, man. That'd be, that'd be funny. Yeah, we can get Jason to be our caddy, that bitch. <laughs> uh, Shit, who could, which Jason can we get? I mean, well, we got C. We could get we. I, I can see more J being a caddy. There's, there's more Jasons than there are Tommy Jarvises for some reason. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what the thing is? Is you can debate about who the best Jasons were, but there really isn't many debates about who the best Tommy Jarvis was. You know, which was you. <laughs> wow, thank right. you. Yeah. Well, I I would say each actor did a great job uh, evolving the character. You know, from like child to teenager to adult. Yeah, I think everyone did a great job. I, went, I actually went back and looked at uh, both of those, uh, four and five, again, and they both did a good job. I mean, you know, but they were, you know, everything was it was fun. Corey did a great job, and, and John did a great job. Oh, yeah. No, they, they, they did great jobs, but who's the one that people normally look to? I, I'd say is the part well, section. You know why? Because I was the grown-up one, not the last one, and also, uh, you know, like an idiot, I dug them up, and had to put them back down all in an hour and a half. But yeah. We, we had, uh, the fans had actually somebody to root for this time around. So I think emotionally everyone kind of connected with uh, the character, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of the whole uh, burying him up thing, yeah, I actually heard people talking about that, you know, it being like really Tommy Jarvis's fault for digging him right. up. And That's it's it. funny because I've, yeah. I've seen the movie a bunch of times, but it never really like entered my mind, <laughs> like, you know. But maybe one of these uh, fan films, you know, that you're doing, maybe they could actually do a scene where, like, Tommy kind of has a breakdown, sort of blaming himself. Or... Yeah. Um, six, six is definitely, to me, one of the, the strongest titles in the series. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't carry on with that that rivalry between Tommy Jarvis and Jason in seven, eight, and nine. You know, just continue that true line. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you could have a lot of good stuff there, you know. But oh yeah, uh, it is what it is. Well, to me, you got to have that. Um, uh, you you got to have a foil, and I mean, they tried to do it with um, uh, the telekinetic girl in part seven, but then they just dropped that, and then it was so ambiguous. You you got to have something uh, tangible, like uh, it's you, you, Tommy Jarvis. Well, I mean, you think I mean you have Jason and all of them, of course. Well, most of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's the uh, yeah, you know, the sequel you want to kind of have to keep the same character. <laughs> I just saw same, I yeah. just saw something it's, funny. It's like the same leads going. It's like I can imagine Tommy narrating his past life. And it was like yeah, one time I was at this uh, this halfway house, and, you know, I didn't. It wasn't even Jason. It was some weird paramedic that was trying to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the fun thing about Vengeance, too, is um, CJ came bla- uh, back and played um, Elias, which was a drop storyline in Part 6. Uh-huh. And um, oh, I-, I think CJ just knocked it out of the park as Elias. Like, uh, th- if you ever sat down and watched the movie, there's a scene where you have two hunters walking through the woods, and they're just cracking terrible jokes at each other. And then CJ comes just from around the trees and stalks up behind him. You don't even hear him making a sound. And then they just turn around, and it's like, Jesus Christ. And then CJ just looks at him, no. Yeah, it, it was great. And um, Jason Brooks um, played Jason in this one, and he did a really good job and had a lot of, um, had a lot of uh, teaching from CJ. So he definitely got the movements and such down. And um, uh, no. yeah, even, even Tom came back. And uh, he got to play the gravekeeper. I'm wondering why they didn't have CJ do, do, do Jason, because he could have done both parts, I, I would have thought. CJ is Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I figured that he, he I, I would have liked to have seen him put on the mask at least one more time and do some type of a kill, just as like maybe. Oh, you think he's trying to get away from? I don't think you think he's trying to get away from that. Well, I don't Jason? think so. I don't uh, think so, I don't but I do. I mean, he was there on the set. They could have used him as Jason, and then he could have played uh, his Elias. father as well. That would have been, been kind of cool. I think that would have been awesome. I mean, like me personally, what I what I would have liked to have at least seen. I don't think he's trying to get away from Jason because you know how CJ loves being Jason. Um, yeah, I do. But I do. I, he did take the role of Elias and make it his own. He did really, really good at that. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see it. It's definitely worth checking out. It's on um, uh, YouTube right now yeah, for free. And Vimeo. I would say cool. watch it on Vimeo because um, YouTube has got just terrible compression. I can but I also would, yeah, it's it's um, um Brown Space Films account on YouTube. But what I would recommend is give it a little time until after they've got the re-edits done, because um, like I said, there was some tech issues apparently, and um, it wound up uh, screwing up the previous render. But that's being worked on right now. Should take about three four weeks. Didn't they have a big thing in um, Blairstown? I think that they did. Yeah. Yeah. Last. Was it last weekend or the weekend before last or something? When they, on yeah, the it, was on, the it was on Friday the 13th. What did you guys hear about that? Anything? I heard oh, that right. it was a hell of an event. Oh, cool. I would have loved to have been there, but, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm clear fun. across country. Right, me too. I'm in L.A. Um, I'm, I'm two states over right now. I'm out in Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> All right. I'm a Washingtonian. <laughs> Here they have good golf there. They do have good golf, yeah. Plenty of golf courses I, out here. I played at the Phoenician before in Arizona. Yeah, Phoenician in Phoenix. Ah, uh, it's really beautiful out here. I'm. Yeah. It's it's really strange because coming from Las Vegas, where I'm originally from, to um, well, I grew up in New Jersey, then we moved to Las Vegas. But going from Las Vegas to Arizona, like the temperature difference and the scenery difference is just night and day. Wow. Which way, it, better or worse? Um, I kind of like this better. There's a little more, um, I, I like seeing the flora and the fauna, and there seem to be more seasons out here. Vegas is just more of like a hot. But you really gotcha. want to become a Washington person, yeah. <laughs> oh, Washington was very, very nice. Yes. Um, Washington State. Yeah. Yeah. Now, part cool. six, where I'm, um, where you play the illustrious Tommy Jarvis coming along with Horseshack <laughs> to dig up uh, Jason and just finally put an end to him. Um, just for the benefit of people who um, uh, didn't listen to the last cast that we had, John, how did you how did you come to you know get on this movie? Uh, well, it was uh, just like any other casting call for me. Uh, I read for uh, the casting directors, and they had me come back and read for the producers and Tom McLaughlin, and uh, the producer was Frank Mancuso Jr. and I believe his wife was there, who actually ended up doing the music on it. A couple of other people, and they uh, it was me and I think three or four other guys reading for the part, and they chose me. Hey, you can't argue with that. I've been, I've been meaning to ask Tom McLaughlin if any if my my involvement in Return of the Living Dead had anything to do with them choosing me for Friday the Thirteenth, because people hmm. have asked me that, and, and I I don't know. I do look a lot like the same coloring as John Shepard, so I think. Well, actually, most of the guys were there. Looked very had the same coloring, blonde hair, 
you know, looked very similar to could have, could have pulled him off, I guess. I mean, I could see your performance as Freddy maybe uh, being a factor in the performance you had to maybe pull off as Tommy. It just coming, it had just come out, you know, or was it going to come out? Maybe it was a buzz. I don't know. I, I have to ask him, and I could because we're. I have his phone number, so maybe I'll give him a call. <laughs> I'm actually going uh, to see him at uh, in Canada uh, in October at the Hamilton Con in awesome. Hamilton, uh, Canada. I was going to say real quick, if I was going to do like a quick non-spoiler thing, I'd be like, look, definitely check out part six. Uh, and if you haven't seen any of the Friday movies, well, then, you know, you got to get caught up. That's what I'm saying to anyone who's listening to this and for some reason who hasn't seen them. Um, also, uh, I think part six is a great kind of precursor to like when they try to do more kind of meta things within the, the horror genre, you know, like some of the the fourth wall jokes they do. And then later they would kind of implement that. In other movies, like uh, a little bit kind of in the mouth of madness, and then Wes Craven's new nightmare, and then that kind of evolved into Scream. So, you know. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, that's all I gotta say. You know, I, obviously, we all agree. I don't think anyone else is gonna be like, eh, don't see part of six. No, you definitely gotta see part six because it was a perfect blend of everything. Right. It, it felt like you were watching an old school horror movie. And. Um, it, I remember right. um, Tom in several interviews has remarked, um, well, Tom McLaughlin, I mean, has remarked that, um, you know, that he was really heavily influenced by the old horror, like the old universal horror stylings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, he had a lot, of, a lot of those elements. Starting with the lightning, yeah, lightning yeah, bolts yeah. and electricity, electricity traveling to the rod and to Jason, waking him up. And then uh, the car off a supermarket in the background when I was on the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, the books I was reading and, and stuff like that. It was it was late throughout the whole movie. His references to uh, his nod to old school horror. Great. What one of my favorite things personally is um, he mentioned this in some interview. I'm not sure which one, but it was that he filmed it so that you could watch the movie in black and white. And I I tried it once. I turned on part six, and I took all the color off of the TV. And it was a great black and white horror movie. Like when the lightning flashes, it was fantastic. Awesome. That's cool. Have to try that. Uh, another thing I had to say about Part Six is like you know, because some movies from the '80s age well in their '80sness, but I think Part Six it just you know it still holds up today. You know, it's aged very well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I really love Tom McLaughlin. He he's a character, and he's right. a really nice guy. And it was um. It was a pleasure to be around him. You know, it was just a shame that I didn't get a chance to hang out more. Awesome. Coming into this um, role as Tommy Jarvis, did you were were you a fan of the franchise, or was it just like, hey, this is Friday the Thirteenth, and they're no, bringing it back? No, I got to no. get on. I was freaking young actor looking trying to get a trying to get a job. Are you kidding me? <laughs> picking and choosing. Yeah, let me see. It's gonna be Friday the Thirteenth or uh, some other franchise that's out there no i just uh happy to have i just had just started acting maybe probably acting four years at that point i was doing a lot of commercials and stuff and did return of living dead that was a big role uh for me uh in a movie did some smaller stuff and then um did uh you know friday the 13th part six and went on to do right after that went on to go down to mexico no you know what i did down twisters first in mexico that's the only job it's one of the only times I've had a job back to back. I was doing Down Twisted for Albert Pugh down in Mexico, and I left from there and went down to um, 
Covington, Georgia, that film uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Part Six. So that was that was fun. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Didn't you know? Just a young actor, just trying to get, just trying to work. Actors need to work, mm -hmm. and I was happy to, happy to do it. Absolutely. Now you must have had a lot of hell of a, a hell of a lot of fun on set. It was. It was a. It was a blast. Uh, had had never been in the South before, and uh, I remember. Well, a couple of things. I remember uh, one of the local crews says, oh, it's going to rain. I'm thinking, this guy's out of his mind. He starts covering the camera, and sure enough, it rained for five minutes like you've never seen before. I mean, it rained like buckets of water, and then it stopped and That's for five nuts. minutes. But it, it was torrential. It was just kept coming down. for The hardest rain I've ever seen in the past, Took the blanket off the camera, and then we just went on with our business, and that was that was the end of it. Another time, we were um, we had went from we had gone from uh, from days shooting at di from days to nights, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there's a close up on me, and all of it, we were in the jail cell, and um, I'm trying to say my lines, I'm, I'm saying my dialogue, and all of a sudden you're. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> Some guy fell asleep. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to work around it. Trying not to go up, you know, without without laughing, but <laughs> just, just oh, too loud. Uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, when they started filming part six, they had some other person as Jason. Like I believe the paintball scene is the only scene where it's someone else. I think, and then they cast and in CJ through the woods. Yeah. Yes, correct. You are correct. It was a different uh, stunt guy. I, I think the words used were is that um, uh, Jason looked awfully um, well fed for being underground for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. I, I mean, shit. Since it's such an iconic thing, um, what was it like working with CJ? Uh, it was. It was. You know. Uh, it was fun. It was one of his first gigs as well. So uh, he he kind of kept to himself. You know, we didn't hang out mm -hmm. at all. I don't remember having a meal with him during the breaks or anything. I think he would just go up to his. I don't remember seeing him. Uh, I don't remember, you know, much. It, it could have been just starting out jitters. Without his mask. Also, he came into it after, so, you know, it's kind of like a little fish out of water trying to catch up and stuff like that. He was under yeah. a lot of pressure to make up time and to get relaxed like everyone else had already been there for two weeks or something, you know, yeah. so it's kind of a different thing. So, um, so that was that. Was that. Uh, but I see him all the time now at conventions and stuff, and, and he's like. like the nicest guy. Uh, he's a just a gentleman. Uh, <laughs> just uh, nothing but nice things to say about that man. Yeah, he's, um, he's a great, a great. Now, humor. while you were while you were filming, did you hang out with everybody, or did you just um just stick to like a specific group, or did you stick to yourself as well? Um, uh, God, I don't remember. I think I I'm pretty much a loner, so I'm kind of like stick to myself because I'm I'm always. When I'm working, I'm always nervous about having a dialogue correct, so I'm mm -hmm. kind of always studying and trying to make it better, you know, looking for the little nuances. Unless it's unless it's a big change, I'm there for hours and hours and stuff. I I'll, I'll just go to my trailer whenever there's 
they're just changing locations, and I'll go study for my next scene and stuff like that. Unless mm-hmm. there's a big break and I'm not working for three or four hours and they can't quite release me to go home, I'll, I'll hang out. But pretty much it's all about work for me when I'm, when I'm on the set. Well, that's pretty much – a lot of people don't treat it that way anymore. It's a real old-school style of thinking where it's like, hey, you know, I'm here to work, and I want to make sure that I get the job done right because – these days, people take a lot more relaxed approach to stuff, especially since, you know, film is all digital now. Because before it was like, look, I just burned through $1,000 worth of film on this. Whereas it's just like, right. oh, well, we can just delete it. Yeah. Yep. It's true. I finished uh, a movie last year, and they shot it on film. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was unusual to hear uh, the camera guy go, check the gate. Because you always hear that when you're shooting a film, because they check for any anything on the film, like a hair. Or, yeah, uh, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's cool. I remember, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that movie, that movie's called Warpath. It's uh, another movie coming out called Killer Therapy, which is more of a horror genre, mm-hmm. which is uh, going to be re- released here. We're having a world premiere here in Los Angeles uh, about mid October. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. Do you, do you still practice martial arts? <laughs> I don't. Oh, so we're not going to get like a, a an action movie. <laughs> I, I I like doing action, um, and I could probably pull off some martial arts if I needed to, but I don't really study anymore. I'm still kind yeah, of at that point. It's all muscle memory. It never leaves. I'm still you. kind of I'm, Literally, it is because I'm really limber and and and, and stuff still from mm. uh, from the train. Blood match too. <laughs> you didn't die after all that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so when you uh played Tommy Jarvis, um, did you ever have trouble trying to figure out like where to progress the character, considering how crazy he was in part five, or did you just figure like, well, you know, he's been in the institution a while, because you do a real good job of in the movie playing kind of a little off, you know, kilter in a way. Yeah, especially in the opening scenes where, where he's trying to talk to me and I'm just like focused and like I'm on a mission right. and, and kind of disturbed and it's really upsetting and I gotta make sure he's fucking dead and I can't pick <laughs> yeah. him up and uh, he's dead and like, the memory come back to me and start stabbing with that, that rod that I pull off the fence and stuff right. like that. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun part and, and um, I did do, do, I did, you know, I looked at parts four and five to see if I could pull any kind of ma- mannerisms to kind of keep the, if there was anything I could, you know, take over that, uh, particularly John, because he was the last one who played the role in part five. Right. So I was looking for any kind of mannerisms or something that he may have done, you know, wiped his head or his nose or, I, I don't know, something, some kind of mannerism, but I didn't really find anything. So I just kind of got into the script and... um just dissected that and kind of figured out where I wanted to go emotionally with the with the character. Right. I Which believe is still go, it's still in line with that old school style. Because, um, you know, you mentioned the, the check the gate and that you're actually sticking to yourself and treating this like this is work and studying lines and studying previous films for what you could pick up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, did you always want to be an actor? No, I, I didn't. I was out of high school and... I there was a course called uh I forget the name of it, but uh it was 
courses or jobs that you were exposed to uh, on paper and what it did and how much money you made and blah, blah. So I, I came away from that class not really having anything uh, concrete that I wanted to do. Um, I knew I didn't want to do a nine to five job because I knew that would just kill my spirit. So I just kind of floundering and then I was dating this girl and one day out of the blue, she, you know, I, was, I think I was like 21. She says to me, she goes, she kind of like looks at me and goes, why don't you become an actor? And when she said that, when she said that, it's like she took a needle and stuck it in the middle of my brain. Because usually when you feel stuff that it's right, you feel it in your gut, like, oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah, do that. But this, mm -hmm. I've never felt it since. It's literally like she took a needle and stuck it in my brain, and then it's like, there was like this thing that exploded in my head. It was like, oh. It was a, a, I had a physical. I literally had a physical sensation when she said that. It was like, bam! That's what I'll do. So I started studying, and um, for three years, and I wasn't calling myself an actor. I wouldn't even tell people I was doing it, because yeah. again, if I'm not making money from it and not making a living out of, it, then I'm not really. I don't want to call myself an actor. And then I started doing commercials and kind of got away from my my day job and was doing commercials and then I started doing film and stuff like that. It seems like it was a really natural thing to do. And maybe that's what it was is, I mean, you know, not for nothing. You got that angelic looking face. You, you, you know, you have that nice sweet disposition and we've seen well, you in a wide was, range of roles. Yeah. I was really shy, uh, really quiet uh, growing up. You know, I didn't really, I was kind of like, I didn't talk much. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid, one of my neighbors, told my mom, she says, well, he doesn't talk much, but when he does, Jesus Christ, <laughs> they're like zingers. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I heard that I'm, so many times about myself, too. Oh, it, it, yeah, it's you're either... Like, you're, like, you're like observing uh, observing everyone all the time, and then you, you know, say something on point. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Those are usually the ones who do move on to be really, really good at it. It's just because you spend all that time just observing people and their actions and their mannerisms. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you, you pick up on it. And then it's like, I, I was a loner as well. And I would either you never know. talk or everybody would say, you don't know when the hell to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've been told that a few times, even recently. <laughs> and and then it would just wind up getting to a point where it was like, you know, I, I, I do a funny voice or something like that, or I'd impersonate a celebrity. And people are like, you're really good at that. And I was like, really? Yep. You know? And then... And then usually it was just me explaining something. It was like, you know, so I watched this movie and then Al Pacino's like, yeah, so I threw him through the fucking door, you know? And, and it's like, you actually did that really good. And it's like, I never thought of that. <laughs> right. And oh, it's cool. usually just the people who never really think of doing things like that, that stick to themselves and just watch right. that, that they wind yeah. up being, you know, like the best actors. Yeah, I was yeah, going to I was going to say Tom, you know, like well, it's a good thing that uh fling paid off, you know, and you know, you turned out to be a pretty damn good well, actor. That, it's a brain feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that 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 was like the 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 the, the come to Jesus moment where like this is no, I, it. I have never I have never felt anything like that before or since then. It just was the most bizarre thing. It's it's I can't understand. Well that's that's very inspirational. So anyone out there whoever, you know, you get a feeling in your brain like that, hey, go with it because you never I'd be, know. I'd be 
I'd be curious if anyone else has had that sensation before because I I, I haven't met anybody. But did you also? You guys have a right. You have a big audience. I also assume you uh, had a good agent too, because uh, you got booked, you know, for like Return of the Dead in Part Six, right? Uh, I yes, I did. I was uh, well. I was taking acting classes, and I had the good fortune of having George Clooney being in my acting class. And we, we, <laughs> That's uh, pretty we, cool. We kinda, wow. We kind of we hated each other in the <laughs> beginning, and then um, <laughs> he was, uh, we did a scene together, and then we became fast friends, and he was living with his uh, Aunt Rosemary Clooney at the Beverly Hills, at her house in Beverly Hills, and he got kicked mm-hmm. out for something went down, and he, he got blamed for everything, so... He was going to go back to Kentucky, and I said, "No, you you can't do that. Just fucking come and stay in my place." <laughs> now I had a I had a, like a, a it was a it was like a like a living room with a pull-out sofa. That's where I stayed. And then a kitchen and a long hallway, then a, a big walk-in closet, and that's where he slept. He slept in the in the walk-in closet for like mm-hmm. a year, and then uh, you know so we did that and and uh, just hung out for a little bit. So it was, it was kind of cool. Do you guys still stay in touch at at all? Yeah, yeah, I see him all the time. I, I just, uh, we were just, uh, my wife and I, and actually my two kids, we were just in Lake Como with him over the summer. Sweet. Yeah, we're, see, we're, I, we still stay in touch. I, I remember yeah. him when he was on ER, and I knew that he was going to do yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. He had done he had done probably 12 pilots before that. He was mm-hmm. doing pilots all the time. People, you know, had high hopes. Actually, when I did Return of the Living Dead is when he was we were roommates. Cool. In my uh, in my apartment, I would go to work, and he would sit home and wait for the phone to ring. <coughs> I love um, his uh, performance in uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Everybody be cool. Yeah, that's you amazing. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he, that was the first movie that I saw. He him started out uh, kind of uh, roles, small roles and stuff. Like I think he was in like one of the Killer Tomato sequels and stuff when he was. Yeah, he out. was in that. He also did a, uh, which never came out. He worked with Charlie Sheen and Laura Dern in a bear movie, um, which never came out. He and I did a, a print ad for Sony. I have the prints from it. They were selling a, a CB or a radio at, at the time. He had gotten the job, and he went over in his two, he had a two-door Oldsmobile uh convertible two-door was huge it's three inches longer than a cadillac Mm -hmm. and he goes and they go oh we like the car and he goes oh it's my friend tom you want to you have to hire him too they go okay so (laughs) i'm driving the car and they were taking stills of us and then uh they end up we end up going over to japan uh he's got a commercial for some kind of car the same ad agency and stuff so we both went over there he was working i was just hanging out so, oh, you didn't do any fun. Japanese commercials? No, he he did, he did them. Oh. Uh, that George Clooney bear film sounds awfully familiar. I'm pretty sure that possibly was, was leaked is, out or something. Uh, uh, is, uh, what the hell was the name of it? Oh Gri- my it's God. called Grizzly Two. <laughs> Grizzly Two, the concert. Apparently, that's a weird name. I think something like that. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, they had some guy holding a bear arm and just you know. In, out of camera and just that was the bear. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> it either got released or leaked out, but I'm pretty because I'm pretty sure I remember oh somebody God. reviewing that. I don't think it got re- released ever. I don't. It wasn't releasable unless they went <laughs> back and filled well, it in. Uh, uh, if but, I fi- if I find it, I guess I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, but George, I'm you know, sure he, it's out there somewhere. He's pretty much stayed the same as 
he's pretty even keeled and, you know, uh, very talented and a uh, great director and uh, a good friend. That's awesome. I had no idea that he, um, that he directed. Oh yeah. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. Just check out uh, the IMDb. Tons of stuff. I'm going to have to check it out again. Because everything that yeah. I've seen him in, he's always done a really good job. And I mean, even Batman yeah. um, and Robin wasn't really his fault, you know? It's not like he designed the costume or anything. He did. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I thought the he was Batman one hell of a Bruce. Uh, I, I thought he was one hell of a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I think he disagree with you, but he was. Uh, I, I don't know. He, he, <laughs> you know, it's the it's the only Batman that had nipples. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, that. But you know what? It, it, at least it wasn't the Batman with the ass shot and the crotch shot. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. working with what he was working with, you know, you can only do yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I went to I went to I went to the set in Long Beach, and um, everything was brand new. The mm -hmm. scaffolding was brand new. The leather, the trucks were brand new. They were like writing everything off on Batman. What they do is they buy stuff and they write it off and then they save it for other productions. That's so they, uh, I checked I uh, that, that Grizzly 2 movie <laughs> and yeah, the work print, it was leaked online. You could watch the, an hour and a half of it on uh, archive.org. Oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. been unleashed. All I hear is just the, the, the bare arm with the camera. That makes me think <laughs> a silver bullet with Stephen King. That one horrible scene when there's the fog and the werewolf goes after that group of vigilantes and then he tackles the old man and then the old man's like, you son of a bitch. And then he tries to hit him with the bat and then you hear this crunch. And then the next uh, thing, you know, you see this furry arm come up with the baseball bat and it's really robotic <laughs> oh, how yeah. it's hitting him. And I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's just, ugh. <laughs> now, um, um now, we, um, obviously, the two big iconic ones would be um, Return of the Living Dead and and Friday the Thirteenth. Do you have a favorite yeah. that, that between the two? Uh, well, I have to say Return of the Living Dead just because it was a my first big part in a movie, and it's a great movie. It just uh, right. And, the, and for me, for the char the character arch of the character wh where I start out and where I have to end up is huge. Yeah, I, I'm dying. I'm slowly dying throughout, and all that has to be emotionally and makeup-wise and cost, you know, laid out perfectly so the transition is makes sense. And then I, you know, I'm a brain-sucking zombie at the end. And <laughs> so I, yeah, I know, but, but you you were so awesome in that role, though. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's the fun part. Tina, You're literally no, one of the no, first no. things that we huh. see. And then you, you throughout the entire movie, you're actually one of the last things we see in the movie. Right. So you're there the entire time. And yeah. all of it yeah. is just really good. It's either funny or it's serious. And there's even it's parts where you really hysterical. feel bad. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, one of my favorites was um, when, when, they all, when you all came to the realization, you had the paramedics and they're like, uh, his blood pressure is room, you know, zero over zero, and <laughs> yeah. he, he's room temperature. And what then do you suddenly, think? <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly, um, I, Brian, he played the one punk rocker with the mohawk. Brian, you're dead, yeah, Brian. Man, you're fucking, you're dead. And then, the, and then there's just you. <laughs> no! no! Like, uh, I, I loved it. <laughs> I'm not Because I'm just... I'm just sitting there watching that, and I'm just like, is that really the? It, it, it's like <laughs> we, the guy had 
trying to say to make a bad situation worse. Yeah. It's like everybody's already freaking out, and then he's got to yell that. And um, it, but there's so many iconic. I like parts this job. In, in so many, so many great one-liners in that. I mean, and it's it's truly a oh, dark yeah. comedy. I mean, because you, we played it for real, but you're really laughing. The right. humor comes out of what they've gotten themselves into, and it's just like you can't believe what you're you're watching because it's so it's based in reality. It's like, oh my, this is insane, but it's it's. it's and the, you know, the the zombies are creepy because you can't stop them. It's just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, they're un- unrelentless. One of my favorite scenes. I've said this before, but it's one of the when they get the half corpse with Brian Peck. Yeah. Yes. Pain of being half, dead. They, they have, yeah, not, not, not body's brain. Yeah. Stop the pain of dying. And man, Linnea Quigley was definitely a trooper too. <laughs> Jeez, running around the rain and stuff. Uh, that 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 must have been hell for her. Yeah. But I mean. She she's been in um she's been in enough weird fucked up zombie movies and, and <laughs> demon movies and horror movies that she'd be used to that by she, now. Yeah, she's a trooper. Yeah, and, no, um, she's a true professional. Uh, uh, my uh, other you know, favorite. Most, most most of my scenes were with Jimmy Karen, so I didn't. Yeah, really you you guys were such a great dynamic with each other. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I know. I I, I loved him. And, and you guys Me working too. off of each other was just so fantastic. Just we th- found we we found out on part two that we, we were born on the same day. Oh, uh-huh. what is that? <laughs> that is weird. Passed, oh, he, just, he just passed in October, so we were friends. Really we were friends. Uh, I'd have him over for the holidays and stuff, and I'd probably see him. We'd always we we'd always have our birthday, have a birthday dinner together. Uh, usually Aww. over different places, but we used to hang out at Musso and Frank's, which is a, mm. a old school, a cool uh, restaurant uh, over on Hollywood Boulevard. So we'd have there. He he's eaten there many times. We, we'd sit in the Marilyn Monroe booth, and a lot of great stories awesome. from that restaurant. It is very and, cool that uh, at least the, the two of you got to work together. You know, on the second one, even though you're playing kind of the same role again, but it was still. Neat, you know, and it's yeah. so cool since you guys are such good friends that that was able to happen. Yeah, it was it was fun. That's why we did it, basically. You know why? You know why they called us back or had us come back in part two? Uh, I, I, you, you said it before, but you can go ahead and repeat it. It's fine. No, it was just the, the Japanese yeah. distributors wanted us because it was such a huge success right. in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's very cool because right. it didn't make sense. I, 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 but you know that's got to say something though, just considering that they wanted you two back. And I mean, I was just going to bring after it up. You too, got killed you, off, yeah. Well, it right. was different characters, but it was just right. the two yeah. of you worked so well with each other that it's like one yeah, of those iconic duos, you know. <laughs> it was fun. Well, He's a great guy. That's what Robert Rodriguez does in his movies, anyways. You know, like from *Dust Till Dawn* again. I think Cheech Martin played like three or four different characters. Uh huh. Nobody knows the difference. Right. I, I actually visited, I actually went to the set George, when George was filming there. Shama Hayek was there, and um, awesome. Uh, uh, Harvey Keitel. No, what's his Harvey? Um, what the hell is his name? Harvey Keitel. No. Well, Harvey Keitel was in that. Um, George obviously. Uh, Quentin was there, and yeah, Harvey uh, Keitel. Juliet and Juliet Lewis. Those are the big you know, ones. I've, I've done. I did Peacemaker with George. I'm in that. Him mm-hmm. and Nicole Nicole Kidman. We did a uh, we did a live for CBS. We did two shows live 
called Failsafe. Um, huge cast. Sam Elliott, Richard Dreyfuss, Brian Dennehy, George, a uh, bunch of people. We did we shot it twice, one for the East Coast and one for the West Coast. Hmm. Um, so we've we've done we've done some work together. That must have been something working with Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he was there. He he was uh, he was very cool. I had the the problem was it was the internet was just starting, mm-hmm. and I and I had I, I I thought about calling Yahoo and ask them how much they would give me if I yelled Yahoo dot com <laughs> live on, live on awesome. TV. <laughs> Well, now we live in the age where um, people are doing um, what are those things where it's like they pay you a hundred dollars and you send them a quick video saying hi or happy birthday or some shit like that. I know Gilbert Gottfried right. doing it. Yes, I think CJ's doing it too. I, saw I could him. see CJ doing it. You could, I, I could see you in the in the jean jacket going. You know, this is Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> <they> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you wish him happy birthday or whatever. I know. Uh, I. I I went to the link because CJ was he posted on his uh, page or something. So I said, "What the hell is this?" And I checked it out. And he said, "Oh, but you see the history of everybody on there, and you see their videos." And there's another guy who uh, I knew in town who does it, but he does it as the character uh, of uh, his. Vo- he he did more of a voiceover guy, so he does it as the voiceover character, which is kind of cool. Wishing somebody happy birthday, you know, a friend or a loved one or a cousin or whatever, brother, whoever. Happy birthday or, you know, good riddance or whatever. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Honey, honey, I, you know, this this is Tommy Jarvis and John didn't want anybody breaking up with you. I just thought you should know. <laughs> it's not my fault, you know. It's not my, I'm just a messenger. <laughs> Oh, that, it, it shows he really cared that he actually hired me to do it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, but you know what? There there would be some irony right there. If you wanted to break up with someone and they were a hardcore Friday the 13th fan, and it was like, oh, oh my God. Tommy Jarvis. And um, Joey just wanted me to let you know, you got 30 <laughs> days to pack your shit up and get out. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, if you need any remodeling done after you're done trashing the place in anger, give me a call and I'll fix your place up there. <laughs> Make a little money both ways. Uh, yeah. If, I was going back to, to talk about uh, part six, you know, which is fine if we went off topic, you know, because you got a lot of great stories and it's been awesome. Uh, but the actor that plays the sheriff, I got to say, also did a really good job uh, in Gersh. his role, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, uh, I see him every now, you know what, he and I are neighbors, he lives, I think not even five miles away from me, also Vinny, uh, who plays the, the deputy, lives, uh, pretty close <laughs> to me, same area, but, yeah, you David just, Hagen. You just can't escape, uh, <laughs> your previous, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool that you guys hang out, though, you know, because some people don't when they, when they finish a movie, so that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's believe me. That's happened. That happens more often than not. So, uh, I still see a lot of the return people, and uh, Friday the Thirteenth for some reason. And the fans are just—I mean, the, the horror fans are just so dedicated and so devoted, and it's just you know. Yeah, I mean, you're just refreshing. Everything aligned properly, and you're just in two films. It just 
have such huge audiences, you know? I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I got yeah. Not many people oh, no. can really say that in the horror biz, you know, that, hey, I was in... Mm-hmm. It, well, you know, actually, no, you really were. You were a lead in two of the major, most popular franchises <laughs> out there. I mean, it's not like you were in the Ghoulies or anything like that. We're talking right. what is arguably one of the best zombie films out there next to Romero's work and Friday right. the 13th, which is one of the most popular... Um, not only horror franchises, but that particular installment. Yeah, it's, one, yeah, it's the one that course corrected the series for a bit. Pretty much. I mean, that's the one that fixed everything. And it, it's just, it, it's something that if someone has not seen yet, why? why? It, it's the perfect blend of hardcore violence and then the comedy, and it is actually hilarious. Right. Dig him up. <laughs> Does he think I'm a fart head? Yes. <laughs> So, Tom, what did, what did you think of uh, Tommy's idea to just chain Jason's neck and put a giant boulder in the bottom of the lake? Yeah, I thought that I, I think that image of him being at the bottom of the lake is really, really great. You oh, know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and getting get into it. You know, um, he was having trouble. Tom was uh, he goes, I can't figure out how to get because he was terrorizing people in the in the in the camp, and I was on the boat. Mm-hmm. He was like, How do I get? How do I get him? How do I get him to come to you? And I said, well, I'll just call him. Hey, asshole, it's me. It's maggot head. Remember me? It's yeah. me you want. And he turns and he comes after me. But no, it, it was it was definitely a hell of a setup. And we're working out on that. Were you out? I, I, you think you were in Tom's pool for that, weren't you? No, we were in a pool in uh, City of Industry. Oh, boy. <laughs> at, at least, was it was it heated at least? Tom, Tom's pool was an uh, above ground pool. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that's, that's a joke. It wasn't that deep. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, they they turned up the heat for us. <laughs> they knew we were, they knew we were coming and what we were doing. We didn't just like jump over the fence and jump yeah. in some some industrial <laughs> pool. <laughs> you didn't head wood it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Now, um, was there anything particularly difficult about filming it? I mean, like, was there just a part where it's like. Not not like well, writing wise, you, but what, just um, go for it. the opening the opening sequence. I'm in the grave straddling Jason. I just stuck him with the pole, with the spear. Okay, and mm-hmm. they wanted it. They they wanted it to steam, to smoke. Mm-hmm. So there's fans and stuff, and I'm in the grave. I'm you know, my waist is at ground level. There's a guy spraying this shit on the pole to make it steam, and it's blown into my eye. Oh, damn. Uh, and I'm like, what the? Because the fan's on. It's like blown all over my face. I said, what the hell is this? And apparently it was just water, but didn't know that at the time. So that was oh. that was a moment. Another time, the same guy, the same guy uh, was in control of the fire around the boat. Oh, shit. And it got really hot. And I was in the boat, and I was yelling across the boat in the lake to him, and because I was, I was gonna kill, I wanted to kill that guy. Yeah. And so they had, they had him walk walk away, because they didn't understand, because he was saying shit to me, just kind of getting me pissed off, because he didn't like, I don't know, there's a personality conflict or Dang. something. I don't know what yeah. it was. But that, those are the only two things, really. And I did, I did uh, in the opening scene when I'm kicking Jason, when he kind of grabs me and I'm kicking at him. We had mm-hmm. to shoot that several times. My boots were really heavy, mm-hmm. so uh, 
was aching the next day, and I ended up getting water on my knee, and I had that for about probably five years, and it just went away. And I thought I was going to have it for Jesus. the rest of my life, but for Jeez. some reason, it just went away. So that was that was good news. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny that you mentioned that particular part because I was going to ask about that. When CJ popped out of the ground and, and grabbed you and dragged you down, it looked like it scared the shit out of you. Yeah, I'm a good actor. You know, <laughs> having a, a good no good actor is right, but I could just imagine a six foot I'm five ex army guy just popping out of the ground. But the way that you took the fall, I'm just sitting there going, I hope that they did not have to do a lot of takes because that looked like it does have the potential to hurt like a bitch. Yeah. I did one. I'll I tell you about a movie I did. It was called um, mm. uh, Kickboxer 4. I, for Albert Pune. We shot it down in, in Mexico. I think it was Mexico. I think it was the Mexico. Hmm. And uh, I take a knife in the head. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I'm. I'm stumbling backwards and I'm trying to grab it out of my head thinking that that will stop the pain or something. So <laughs> I never, I never, I never get my hand on it, but then I just fall a dead man drop, uh, fall straight in the back and I'm, I fall on a mattress during rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And then when, when we shot it, <laughs> I guess I took a one step too far to the right or something. Cause I, oh. I did the, dead man, I missed the mattress and you know, it's oh. bad when the, you know, it's bad when the sun guy goes, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's nah, the next day. I thought that I can imagine, my, but my spine. Ooh. You know, but that that that's it. You know, you're hurting yourself for the craft, and that's what made it look good. Unfortunately, is, is yeah. that you had to suffer yeah. for it. Yeah. But I I mean, in the end, I think it all worked out great, and I I, I mean. It's, it does yeah, sound really, like you had a lot of fun on set. And, of course, I, I asked you the last time. Go ahead. Tom wrote a great script. He shot a great movie and, you know, had a great story. And, you know, all within the Friday the 13th, I think he hit all the marks, which is, you know, you have to, which becomes technical and and mm-hmm. then you have to, you know, make it real and right, right. You know, hope yeah. people like it. Well, I noticed that after six, there was a real departure from what the original series was all about. Because I mean, yeah, I think you know, I think they started whatever the flavor of the year was, which was mm-hmm. the hit. You know, whether it was 3D or psychics or right. whatever, whatever <laughs> was going on, and that's what they were kind of doing. Well, when they got whatever, a... made, whatever made a, whatever made the hundred and fifty million dollars, <laughs> that that was the formula they were going for, you know, just to kind of feed off of that. Well, after yeah, but even even with the Fridays you know, they, though, it know, was really Par- consistent Paramount, though. Paramount wasn't really proud of that franchise. Oh it yeah, money, it was just a money maker, so they never really. Yeah, they you know, they kind of give them a budget like, and be like, "Go like, make your movie, but like, make us money." <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like their their redheaded stepchild. They were just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they treated they treated the franchise like it was something that they should be embarrassed of, but it's making yeah, them the most that. money out of all yeah. of them. And, and I mean, but 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 as far as consistency goes, you know, it, it's like six. Well, you had good comedy moments, and then five. Well, I, you had I don't funny think moments. you know if they, if they would have known. I think if they would have realized the fan base that they were that was going to have, they would have treated. They would have a different kind of uh. respect for it. Thing. absolutely absolutely you know? but the thing is is it, it, the, the fan base thing was evident from from the beginning because obviously if it was a financial you know flop 
They wouldn't have never funded a third one. Let well, alone they never, a they never, they never cost that much to make, and they yeah. average right. you know, twenty million plus movies. So it's well, you know, they all they were making money, but let's not forget that uh, when they got to the fourth one, they were actually going to end it, but then it made so much money, they were like, "Well, let's keep this right. going. We'll have a different killer." And then five came the out. Final, the final chapter. Yeah, and then yeah, five was the, the new beginning. Chapter, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think the new beginning did all right enough, but then they were like, well, we got to bring Jason back. And then, you know, obviously six. And then, but af- then when they started with seven, eight and nine, that's when it just started getting really weird. It, it, it started, it, it, not, not so much weird, but it was like, you know, they leaned away from having like a funny moment that would make you laugh here and there. Well, like part in five, you had junior and Ethel mm-hmm. in the cabin, right. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. come in here and eat my fucking soup. You know, you can laugh at yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> You had part four where you had um, Crispin Glover, you know, um, and 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 Teddy with his computer and yeah. all that shit. And then you had part three with Shelly. And then you had six, you know, just a lot of the banter going back and forth, like the part when uh, you and Megan are driving and you're getting chased by Sheriff Garris's troops. <laughs> and then she shoves your head down and then you get that nice camera shot going there. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you had that. And then part seven, it was immediately, okay, we're going to squash this person's head here and... Uh, we're going to squash another head there, and then we're going to blow shit up. Um, I wanted to say about part seven, uh, originally it was going to be Freddy versus Jason, but they couldn't, the legal rights. And then so for some reason they decided to have essentially Jason versus Carrie, but, you know, they named her Tina. That's kind of what that was about. Nah. It, it, the legal rights things are still going on and even then, uh, today because now you got uh, Sean and Victor fighting over the rights. And then they had an ambitious idea to have them go to New York, but they didn't have any money really so they could only afford uh the Times square shot and then the rest of it was on the boat in, in canada yeah right right yeah. you know it, it just goes to show that horror fans do have a really huge fan base and they have awesome actors that are in there that love doing what they're doing because it, it's shit i mean look at it today we're sitting down and we're talking with tom matthews from two of the biggest horror franchises ever, do you really honestly think that we could, you know, like guys like us could sit down with Christopher Lloyd, you know, <laughs> or, 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 you know, and, and talk about things? It's like, yeah, what was it like on Back to the Future? Well, you know, we just built a DeLorean and we went up to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> you, you, I, lo- you know? I love how Christopher Lloyd sounds like Doc Brown in this in this uh, review. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Christopher Lloyd did play Doc Brown. I know, I know, but uh, in interviews, he actually—he's usually—he's actually kind of a bit oh, shy in uh, uh, real life. He, he's very shy, but in all of his roles, it's always the same. It's like Clue. It's like, well, who did I kill? I used to work for WHO. Right, you know, all, right. Uh, you know who? I always remember uh, him from that episode of uh, Amazing Stories where he played the substitute teacher, and they were trying oh, to put yeah. a voodoo curse on him, but they ripped the picture, so his head—he comes back to life, but his head's uh, detached from his body. Oh my god. That scared the crap Terrible. out of me as a child. Um but the, the the quick thing with part seven, we already touched on that and um we know you had nothing to do with it, but I always loved hearing about that um uh that humid the swamp cooler on top of the R V. <laughs> I, I I always liked that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had it coming. Oh um, um back to uh, part four, five, and six. It is really cool that the video game included audio logs you can collect, and you can fill in the gaps of what was going on with Tommy, you know, being institutionalized and released and stuff. That was really neat. 
You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that was you... really cool. And, and uh, they did call you in to record the voiceovers for that, and they used the likeness, and that must have been cool too, right? Well, it, it was. Uh, I think it was fan-inspired. People were asking for the character to be in the in the video game, so they called me in, mm-hmm. and we went back back and forth about six times before we got the image right because the first one they the first one they sent me for my approval was had dark hair and a five o'clock shadow I was like <laughs> you know because that looks okay. so much like you your your dialogue yeah, exactly. is great i gotta I, say I, I was like it, i was like didn't this guy see friday the 13th part six i mean because i don't have dark hair and i don't have a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah so we went back and forth six times and then I, I went in and laid down the um the voice the voice work on it See, yeah, that's just, the funny uh, thing about working with the studio I is, just, is I, I know. I just, oh, go ahead. I was just in Lexington, Kentucky at uh, a scare fest, and in Lexington is where Gun Media is, mm-hmm. who made the videotape. So all those guys came out. And I met, I met the girls who were on the phone, who fields all the calls. I met the uh, the owner. The owners came by. Hmm. I met about 10 people from Gun Media, and they brought a bunch of stuff for me to hand out, like posters and things like that to all the fans and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So do you play the game at all, or? I did. I did when it first came out. I um, I got my son an an account. Did you ever ever voice chat with people? No, I didn't. Oh, man, that that would be Um, hilarious. I was, I was, I died. Straight away, and then I became myself, and then <laughs> that's uh, meta. Some, some other, uh, some other camper killed me for some reason. Ah, oh, you should uh, consider like recording a video or something, or have your son help you, uh-huh. and, like, and like just start talking in the game. You know, freak, pe- freak some people right. out. <laughs> Take charge. Like, Come on. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, talk Come on, Jason. Megahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see it right now. Actually, you play it, and you're in a room of little kids, and they're just running <laughs> around. And then you just get on the microphone, and you're like, "Come on, maggot head!" And then like, "But Tommy Jarvis isn't in the game. I'm right here, <laughs> asshole." That's a good impersonation. Thank you. <laughs> but you know what? Nobody will believe it. Nobody will believe it. They'll think that you're ribbon because I, I, I used to go into the game myself, and you know, it, it, I. I put Rodney Dangerfield as a screen name and be like, oh, did you find the battery? You know, and, and all this shit. And, you know, they're like, he's dead. And I'm like, yeah, I, but you, you don't know it yet. I'm back from the grave. And, and all this. I, and that so it's just, that, that's, that's a game where it's it, it's fun to screw with the other players. But um, yeah. my memory of Friday the 13th, the game, it, it was really good because it's how I got into doing all this. Um, I started recording playing through the game and there was one time when I absolutely lost my mind laughing because this is when the game was just riddled with bugs and you could never get anything going right. <laughs> and Jason's chasing me and someone came back as you and and uh, they had the metal pipe and snuck up behind Jason and you hear this big ping sound and then all I hear is just fuck you Jason and I just lost my mind laughing. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Watching Jason... <laughs> do the dead man fall and i'm just like oh my god it's priceless but um yeah i, I got to meet some of the crew from gun media as well i met wes i met um i yeah. I, I, yep. I met hobbs and um oh my god i feel bad because i can't remember his name he, he has the beard and he's really really nice i think it's randy and if i'm wrong please don't kill me um 
but they, they were really nice guys, and I got to go to yeah, the. Really um, nice. Yes. And and we got to go to the um, the release party that they were doing in Las Vegas at the Palomino nightclub because right. one of the um, one of the backers owns the nightclub, and that's where he was hosting it. We you know I met Harry Manfredini, I met Sean Cunningham, right. and that's where I met um, Jeremy, who directed Vengeance. And yep. that that was a hell of a first meeting because he just put his hand on my shoulder because I'm taking it all in. I'm like, I, I also met Tom Savini too. And I'm just like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, here's Larry Zerner from part three. Here's this guy. And then I feel yeah. his hand on my shoulder. And then I turn around and there's um, Jeremy Brooks. Um, no, Jeremy Brown. Sorry. I, I got him confused with Jason Brooks, but he, you know, he's like, oh, there's a hell of a night. Huh? And I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. He's like, so, what's your favorite movie? And they just quizzed me on the movies, and we wound up walking away as really good friends. It's just, it, it, it's amazing how you fall into these things over, like, the littlest things. Right. Yeah, well, the horror yeah, community is really tight, you know? It is. It is it amazing. Is. Oh, yeah, I got nothing. I mean, and, it's not just, and it's not just, you know, in the States. It's all over the world. I mean, right. I get fan love from Brazil. I, guys, I can't tell you how many podcasts I do. I probably mm -hmm. do two a, two a month now, because that, that's uh, well, awesome. A couple of things because it it is uh you know it's, it's October's upon us and right. uh, it's a big thing. and I always do a bunch, do a bunch of conventions. Uh, well, you're you're, you're a great guest too. and you have a lot of great stories. So I mean, it's been awesome having oh, you thanks. on twice now. My pleasure. Um, it really is a pleasure to have you, and, and yeah, it, it's so good though. It really is, and I mean, on the on the video game, I, I, honestly, I have nothing but good things to say about it. I mean, I love it warts and all. I've um, because you know sometimes when you play multiplayer games, you you do, and even with this game, you do run into some toxic people that like to troll and stuff. But honestly, uh, I've met so many great horror fans and just like cool friends. I mean, obviously. Chris here, I met through the game, and you know now we're doing mm -hmm. a podcast together. So, oh wow, it's just been oh, so yeah, so cool. I've uh, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> I guess. Well, that, that that's just the it, it goes back to the point. I mean, like you can say you know say that the game's not perfect, but what horror movie is perfect? You just take it for as you get it, and then you enjoy the ride. But yeah, having having voice chat and being able to to work together and laugh together oh, and fun. stuff, or you know, get freaked out when Jason's chasing you, or being Jason. It just, you know, I, I got to give them credit. Even even if some things didn't work exactly like they were supposed to in the game, the overall experience uh, was great. And it was so cool to, you know, have you yeah, it's, it's, reprise your role as well. Really, the, game, the game is a really simple concept, but it's really terrifying and, and you're stressed out because you never know where he is. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty cool. My son really dug it. I think they That's got awesome. the attitude down right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, this might be a stupid question, but how does it feel every day getting emails, fan letters, being invited on the podcasts? It, it's got to be obviously cool, but I mean, like, is it overwhelming or is it just like, how the hell did this well, happen? Yeah, it's it, that's yeah, that's the big part of it. But uh, uh, it is overwhelming. I can't do them all because I, you know, I do. I do have a life. Yeah. And, you do uh, have a life. <laughs> so, but it's uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, you know. It's, it's 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 always great to hear people's stories and what they were doing and how it affected their lives and how it inspired them or where they were when they saw it and how because it, it it made an impression on a lot of people 
at a very young age, and and, right. and the game is doing that. And the game is doing that now. It's a young, a, a whole another young demographic of, of kids who can't and shouldn't see any Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> until they're older, at least thirteen. I didn't let my kids see Return of the Living Dead or Friday the Thirteenth until they were thirteen. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because I can do. just imagine explaining. You know, that that's not really me getting acid thrown in my face. <laughs> right. Well, it's also they have nightmares. They have nightmares and stuff. You know, kids at that age. Have, might have a tendency to have a nightmare. Yeah. And, and so yeah. See, I, I was lucky. My oldest daughter, she got into um, Tales from the Crypt and um, Friday the 13th at a really young age. And then one day I, I asked a question that could have opened the real can of worms. Is I, you know, don't you ever have nightmares about this sort of stuff? You know, and she said, no, because Jason's my friend. And if there's any monsters that are going to come out of the bed, Jason will come out of my closet and kick their ass. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think I think you mentioned that last yeah. time. I remember that story. Um, that, cool. that 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 was something that I personally really really lucked out on. When when yeah. I think of uh, the nostalgia of Return of the Living Dead in Friday Thirteenth Part Six, to me they were because uh, uh, had that time when you had basic cable and they were staples of that too. So a lot of times it'd be like. You know, you're young. What am I going to do on a Saturday night? Oh, it's coming on. You know, and then you had shows like uh, Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision or USA Up All Night. But with like Monster Vision, you could watch the show, and then Joe Bob would like give you all these cool little factoids and trivia. Because at the time, I don't think IMDb was really a thing, and you couldn't really find tons and tons <laughs> of information on that. Maybe if you had like Fangoria or something. But you know, it was really you know, so it was always really cool. <laughs> Well, while we're on the TV thing, I got a quick question for you, Tom. What are you watching right now? Do you have a favorite show that you're enjoying that you could recommend? Uh, I was I was watching well, I was watching uh, Ray Donovan for a while, so I'm waiting for that to come back out. Hmm. And um, George has this show that they produced, <clears throat> which means they they were gonna do it, and he's executive producing, so he's not really involved in. But it's called. Uh, how to be something in Florida where they're the uh, forget the name of it. Anyway, so I'm watching watching that too, and um, uh, watching uh, what else am I watching? I was watching uh, Divorce, uh, and uh, so those are about the two, I guess. But I'm waiting for Ray Donovan because I think that's a great show. Mm-hmm. I'm finishing up a uh, okay. Fringe. And then, uh, which is a great sci-fi show. Uh, it's been out for a while. And then, uh, then I'm hoping next week to catch Rambo last Rambo last blood. I think that's going to be pretty great closure to the series. Awesome. Well, I, 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 I think it's, I, I think it's, it's a course Ray Donovan though. That's a hell of a show. That's, um, that's got Liam Shriver yeah. and, um, uh, uh, John Voight in it, right? I don't think I've heard John Voight, yes. Who I've met a few times. John Let's Check Voight. it out. Yeah, it's good. What's John Voight like? Uh, he's he's kind of he's a you know he's an artist, so all of a sudden <laughs> he's a creative. My blanket my blanket statement is usually he's a character. <laughs> he's a uh, you know. He's his own man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sometime we're going to have to... I love him on the show. So. Sometime we're going to have to plan a, a, a down-twisted or something. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, so I said sometime we're gonna have to plan a review of like uh, some of Tom's other stuff, like uh, Down oh, Twisted yeah, down or something. Twisted. Yeah, yeah. Main guns. Main guns. They're doing a documentary on uh, the guy just called me for Albert Pune. Neato. Um, yeah. So uh, a, a, a high-profile uh, documentary doc. The guy who shoots documentaries. Mm-hmm. So, um, gonna, are, are you going to be involved in that, or are you still trying yeah, to work call, something out? Yeah, they call me and interview me. I've done, I've done about, well, I've done eleven of Albert's movies. Well, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Eleven films. So that's cool. Uh, that, now that is um, that, that that's a good thing because I remember you mentioned last time, and and you're still doing it. You're still keeping busy, and that's great to hear. Um, now I know I'm, uh, they just announced uh, Never Hike Alone 2, and you're going to be returning as Tommy Jarvis in that as well, right? Yes, we're, we're talking about uh, my involvement in that, and then I've got, like I said, Killer, Killer, Killer Therapy, which is... You know, and if anyone's listening who's do, doing movies or whatever, I think uh, you should definitely, hopefully, get casted in kind of like a blood match where you play someone unhinged again. I think it would be really neat to see you play a psycho, because you did it well, you know? Well, that's the thing is we we really should start examining a lot more of the movies like outside of the realm of the two because um, you always put in a really solid performance. You really do. And when you actually sit down and watch the movie, it's like, yeah, that's Tom. And and, and then it's like you're sitting there and you're watching like he's actually a really damn good actor. You know, some guy just some some guy just uh, on Facebook said. I just saw Tom Matthews in ER. I did an episode of ER where I did an episode of ER where I was a cop and I beat I beat the shit out of my wife. Oh and no! I bring, I bring, listen to this. I bring her in and Eric Lasalle gets in my gets 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 in my face and like is challenging me and because she's had broken bones before and showing up on the X-ray and he mm-hmm. thinks I'm the scum of the earth, with the, which I, my character was, and I, I was a cop. Couldn't do anything about it because I was a cop. Next thing you know, ambulance comes in. Who are they bringing in? Me, because my fellow cops beat the shit out of me. Okay. Uh, skipping ahead, a year later, I get cast in an Albert Pugh movie. I'm a, I'm a, a, uh, I play a uh, high school swimming coach. Mm-hmm. Go to the set. Go to the set. There's six girls there, and they hate me. They won't look at me. They're scared of me. I was like, what the hell, what the hell is going on? I couldn't figure it out. Well, two weeks into it, they figured it out. They said, oh, we saw you on ER. We couldn't figure out why we hated you so much. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> they, saw me, they saw my character on ER and just, like, was disgusted, and then they kind of figured it out. That was just a, that's where it was coming from. Oh, I'm sure, in a way, you kind of feel good about yourself. You're like, damn, I, I did that role pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you were yeah. able to pull that one off, and I mean that—that's the thing—is when you, when when people believe in a character so much, especially the nastier ones, you know, just from seeing a role and being like, "I I hate this person," and I was like, "Why?" and I was like, "Because they were such an a, such a jerk in this one." It, it was like honestly, I was not a big Ashton Kutcher fan just because of the way that his character was in um uh, the, that '70s show. And then, you know, as I grew up, everyone was like, yeah, you got to check out Ashton Kutcher. And I'm like, fuck that guy. I can't stand him because of this. <laughs> and then you hear about all the awesome things that he does in real life. And then you see roles where he's not playing an idiot. And you're just like, this guy's good. You know? <laughs> but and it, it, takes you, it takes you a while to get over that, that first impression, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 
I had a friend. He was six six. Mm-hmm. Um, did I don't tell you guys this story? Don't believe so. And Andrew Robinson. He played all the he played all the heavies and and he was in uh, 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 Clint Eastwood movies. He played the really awful bad guy in. Um, Oh God! What's the name of the movie? Uh, cool Hand? No, it wasn't Cool Hand, Luke. Uh, Dirty Harry. He, he oh, the, Andrew he, Robinson. Yeah, he was he the one that was getting heavy. all those death threats. Yes. Well, my friend, we saw him, and my friend, from about twenty feet away, this guy was huge. Now, mind you, he mm-hmm. saw him, and he fucking went at him like he was gonna beat the shit out of little Andrew Whoa. Robinson because Aww. of that movie. He got six inches away from him, and he like was able to stop himself because his brain was like, he was just reacting, an emotional reaction, mm-hmm. and then he was processing. Thank God he was twenty feet away, and not ten. Yeah, it took, it took his brain that long to you know come to back to reality, and he like stopped himself. He goes, "Oh my God!" <laughs> and that was Dang. his first role too, because yeah, um, yeah, was, Dirty Harry. That was the first thing that he was in, yeah. and I didn't even recognize him. And then he was like this vile bastard you know yeah. and then um he was the um he was in cobra with sylvester stallone he was that obnoxious detective and of course um horror fans would know him as uh larry uh cotton from uh, hellraiser uh, oh yeah. i i i i did i did a tv movie with him the rock hudson story yes i remember we that did, we did that together now that we're talking about cool. it um, the, now that's got to be something too. Um, that's something that I always talk about with everybody that I watch movies with. Is you work on a movie with someone and then years go by, and then it's just like, oh, hey, I remember you. Happens all the time. <laughs> and yeah. I, I mean, like a, a good example would be like you meeting up with Larry and um, uh, Ro- uh, not Larry, but um, Andrew in um, the Rock Hudson thing. Is it just like, hey, how's the wife and kids? All right, let's get on set. Or is it just like, holy shit, I haven't seen you in forever? Uh, with him, it probably you probably wouldn't even have the conversation, or it would be very brief. Yeah, and I barely uh, remember it. It was a very, very quick thing, a scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes you're you you're, you work on a movie with people, and you don't even see them because you're not in the same scenes with them. Yeah, it happens a lot. You know. That's something that a lot of people don't even take into account either, is that most of the time, unless you're in the scene with people, you know, there, there's hardly any interaction. Because I've heard it before so many times where it's like, oh, how was this person? It's like, I don't know. They were down in Spain. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Happens all the time. All right, fellas. Well, you've got my schedule. Great talking with you both again. Yeah, it, was, it was wonderful talking yeah. with you again, too. Yeah, and hopefully we can plan something in the future, you know? No, I, I say we definitely take a look. And um, uh, Killer Therapy that's coming out. Right, right. Um, uh, that, that's coming out soon, and you got the screening in L.A. coming up. Uh, I, I think it's yeah. going to kick ass. I, right. I really do. And, <laughs> you know, good, I, I say we take a peek at that. And if you'd like, you know, we can come back and discuss your experience working on that, too, if you'd like. <laughs> You bet. I haven't seen it yet. I've only seen a couple of scenes, so I'm curious to see how it, how it turned out. Oh, Should be cool. fun. You always get you that guys... anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good talking <laughs> okay. with you both. Yeah. Again. It was uh, good talking with you too, yeah, Tom. Thanks. Thank you so much for dropping yeah. by. My pleasure. I'll All talk right. to you guys soon. Yeah, have a great All rest right, of the weekend. Have a wonderful one. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Well, that was, that was freaking awesome.
No, that one came out really, really good. This concludes our review and interview with Todd Matthews. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time. Yeah!